0: Three, two, one.
1: hello and welcome back to another episode of the texas private school podcast as always i am one third of your hosting crew west Tollison, joining you from college station texas walker lot also is calling in from college station texas and for i think the third time officially our only recurring guest on the show which shows how much we like him brandon brunson of (laughs) texashighschoolbaseball.com brandon i see the little texas private school podcast sticker i just noticed that in your background that is fantastic that this is why that is why this is your third time on the show because a big supporter we appreciate it how have you been how's texas uh private school baseball been it's good man
0: it, uh, it was really good hanging out with you guys at the basketball game back uh, not too long ago mm-hmm. in the winter yeah uh, february
2: something like that maybe february January? yeah
0: yeah midland christian had a pretty good run there uh called basketball I, I really enjoyed that a whole lot more than i thought i would by the way really? um, the the basketball that is right um, baseball is crazy man it's you know we're <laughs> We're right at the cusp of playoffs. Divisions four and five are getting started have some uh, by-district games under their belt. Uh, Big games going on. Supposed to have a massive one tonight, uh, Southwest Christian and Liberty, Mm. and they got rained out. So it's pushed to tomorrow. Uh, So I can't fill out that part of my bracket, (laughs) Uh, but it's been good. Just trying to keep up with everything.
1: Absolutely yeah it's a very we were saying before you we started recording it's been a very very busy time and you it's not really a time that you can kick back and relax you've got a lot that you have to process through and get going so we do appreciate you taking the time to come on and and explain I'm also I'm jealous that Walker um back in February whenever we went Uh, to Midland christian i'm jealous walker got to spend an extended period of time doing the the broadcast with you that is like one of my dreams to like be a be a color commentator a play-by-play guy and i'm extremely jealous of the opportunity walker had walker real quick haven't heard from you yet your your thoughts on private school landscape in general and how you've been doing
2: yeah it's been a it's been a crazy time for us uh we're staying busy but not posting busy we're a lot of stuff behind the scenes busy that we're excited to show you more later, but uh private school has been great. You know, I've been trying to keep up with baseball as much as I can, but that's why we have Brandon here to keep us really updated on everything. Uh But I mean, I'm, playoffs are always an exciting time for no matter what sport. And we're excited to kind of see what the next kind of couple weeks full, uh, hold for uh, some of these guys, some of these teams.
1: Absolutely. And that's what we're going to get into now with all the formalities out of the way. So Brandon, I will ask you, I want to know who has impressed you up to this point in the season. I have your power rankings here. Your your large school top 20 consists of usual suspects like Prestonwood, Concordia, Houston Christian, small school. We've got Collierville Covenant, Temple Christian, Northland Christian. I just want to know who has really stood out to you and who has impressed you up to this point into the season.
0: And and it's the usual suspects um, at, at the top. So Prestonwood and Concordia, it just feels like they're on that collision course uh to meet at UT Arlington here uh in in a in a few weeks. Uh they are just loaded both of them. Uh coach Villade told me he thinks this might be the best Preston Wood team in school history. I'm wow. saying something. Uh a Concordia has had some young kids rise up and do really well. So uh they've been the ones. It's it's kind of hard for me. And I don't know about you guys, the SPC is always a little bit of a mystery. Uh Episcopal and Kincaid uh still sit at the top of that 4A. Houston is still the best baseball in SPC. Uh and they play such a tough schedule. So like you look at my rankings, and Kincaid is up there pretty high with a 21 and 20 record, but they play such a loaded schedule uh that they've they've deserved their ranking, right? I I don't just look at uh what their record is, I dig into who have they played and and what difference has that made, which is why uh, when you talk about surprises, there's been one on the other side uh, and that's second Baptist who mm. just, man, they had a rough start. were missing some pieces and the record just was not good. And I kept them in even with a losing record, as long as I could dropping them down a bit. Uh, but I knew when they got their pieces back at the end of the year, they would be good. They had good players And when it got to district, they got some pieces back. They didn't win the district, but they did make the playoffs. And when you talk about a dark horse, that's a dangerous kind of team sitting down there in a bracket because they've been there, won it last year, and have a lot of those pieces back. So they're experienced. Uh, And then on the small school, Colleyville Covenant has just torn through the season uh, in that small school division. They've been really, really good. Uh, But so has Temple Christian. I get a kid named Tanner Wiggins, a hundred strikeouts, uh going to Weatherford College next year. Um, I expect that uh that he'll carry them through uh to UT Arlington. So uh so it feel, feels like it's um been kind of top heavy this year, and then the middle and the bottom has been really difficult to pinpoint yeah that seems to
1: follow a similar narrative that football does a lot of the time like obviously you're gonna have teams that'll surprise you like Antonian did for us this year but a lot of the time it's gonna be your parishes it's gonna be your Shiner St. Paul's it's gonna be your your Preston Woods your Dallas Christians that are gonna make up that top half so that's interesting that that follows a similar script as football I wanted to ask about Ty Baker obviously the pitcher for Second Baptist the A&M signee maybe it's a little bit of bias on on my part and walkers park because he's committed to where we go to college, but yeah. how has he performed? And do you think that he will be somebody to watch if he's, I don't if he is healthy right now, is he somebody to watch in playoffs that can help propel second Baptist to a dark horse type run?
0: So I think in the playoffs, yes, he will be. Uh I haven't seen much out of him during the season. I think, I think he, he was one of those pieces that was injured early on uh, and, and didn't get a lot of uh, repetition early in the season. But he's the kind of kid that it, it, you know, he can step in and 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 be just fine. Um, so I, I think he can. You got a dangerous combination there with him and Luke Pettit. So you talk about a one-two punch uh, from that school. So yes, uh, uh, I'm sure A&M is plenty happy uh, to be getting Ty Baker. Absolutely. Wait, what? What was that?
2: <laughs> it's that Tekken. and I was that. Was that the, oh, I don't. I don't
0: like that at all. Really.
1: <laughs> I like I like this one a little better, but granted, I, I started following A&M football after the, the tech A&M rivalry dissipated, so I'll let that one slide. Okay, so we mentioned one potential dark horse in Second Baptist in the large school. I wanted to ask, is there anyone else that comes to mind when you say dark horse? You mentioned that it's been top heavy so far this season, but surely there are a couple other teams at least that you think could potentially, it
0: not necessarily win it all, but at least make some noise that aren't expected to. Sure. Um, this may still qualify as the top heavy piece, but they're not names that you hear uh, year in and year out necessarily. Bishop Lynch has had a really nice year. Uh, TCA is, is another one that I think people probably overlook a little bit. Uh, when I talk to coaches about TCA, they like TCA a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're one that could trip somebody up. Uh, on their side of the bracket. And it's going to be interesting, you know, what happened with Division One. You guys know it from football. It, it was really kind of decimated. There's not a whole lot of schools left in Division One. So when you get to the bracket, you split District One and Two evenly on both sides. So you're not going to have Dallas versus Houston necessarily. It may end up Dallas-Dallas or Houston-Houston. Uh, right. You just don't know. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, In in Division one, for sure. Um, Division two. So uh, this is going to sound like a homer here. uh, And and I'll have it later in another segment you're going to ask about, too. But Midland Christian uh, has had a really nice year. And when I look at the bracket, uh, the way it sets up, uh, they would probably be considered a dark horse after all they went through last year. With the suspension of the season, uh got into the playoffs, uh knocked out by Bishop Lynch at home by the way, it was here in Midland uh on a like a one zero kind of game um so that's a that's another one now second round they'll run into grapevine Faith, who's sitting there at twenty five and two uh with a with a nice one two punch as far as as the arms go, Romolo and uh Saint Romain. Uh, so that's a fantastic round two matchup, uh, assuming they both, uh, go now faith has to play Savio and mm-hmm. coach Vaughn has told me that's a much improved team and they won that district. So mm-hmm. uh check that they came in second in that district, but coach Vaughn has seen them and he likes them. He thinks they're pretty good so that they would qualify for sure as a dark horse very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting.
1: I'll make sure to keep my eye on that Faith Savio game because without you mentioning that, just seeing that matchup, I would have just penciled Faith in and not even thought about it. But hopefully that proves more interesting than than advertised Walker.
2: I was going to ask on the other side of that D2 bracket. Lutheran South is always one of those premier programs down in Houston. Um is that someone you kind of we'll talk more I guess about playoffs in a bit, but like is that kind of the team that like some of these Northern teams are going to have to be like, kind of looking towards us and be like, Hey, that might be a team that we're going to have to face down the line.
0: I think so. Uh, that's the one that I would have uh, in the lower part of that bracket. I've got, I've got Lutheran South making it to Arlington. Yeah. Uh, Coach Snyder just won game number 250 last week. So he hit a milestone. It's awesome. Uh, he does a great job. He's won four state championships, knows what he's doing. He's got some really good young talent. Um, and they're, they're going to be a problem in that bottom half of the bracket. Um, it's, it's that side of the bracket Walker is littered with district five. It's second Baptist. It's Kelly Catholic. It's Woodlands Christian. Uh, and, and watch out for Kelly. They've had a really nice year. So Hmm. Kelly Catholic on the top side of that bracket, uh, I could very well see a scenario. Uh, those two finished one, two in that district. I could very well see a scenario where they play each other in the semifinals.
2: Wow. Well, shout out the golden triangle down there in Beaumont.
0: Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. That'll, that'll be very
1: interesting. So I want to, I want to segue into this. So I mentioned that every year we do our podcast award show. So I want to do a mini version of that. I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit and maybe some people might take offense to not being called, but just off the top of your head, um, I'm just, if you had to give out awards similar to what we do for the podcast, who would be some of your nominees for first, let's say coach of the year,
0: coach of the year. That's, that's a great one. So this is where I lean back to that, to that I said, I, I had a bit of a Homer pick. Um, <laughs> so, and, and I, I, didn't even consider that until you, until you mentioned it before we got started, but, um, with all that went on at Midland Christian last year, it was such a mess and changed coaches, and everything was rough. Uh, They hired a new guy. His name is Bobby Mesker, came from Sol Ross State. Uh, He'd been the head coach at Sol Ross State for 15 years, uh, moved up here to Midland. And not only do you move from college to high school, you move into the private school ranks, which is a totally different animal even from anything else. And he has done a really nice job. So I certainly would have him as a finalist, uh for for a coach of the year um I, I think you've got to look at a guy like aaron schneider uh at second baptist with that milestone victory uh he's done a good job um yeah boy that puts me on the spot uh, <laughs> i i tell you another there's another first year coach out here in west texas at lubbock christian a guy named jordan terry uh who stepped in and he's guided them into the playoffs and if you look at their part of the bracket, it sits up pretty nicely for them.
1: So I was going to ask real quick. It's funny you said that because I was going to mention Lubbock Christian plays Bishop Gorman round uh, round one. And I'm just curious because obviously Gorman is in Tyler where I grew up. Do you think that Lubbock Christian handles that
0: game or do you think it's going to be it, it, there's any debate for it? So it's a 2-3 matchup. I, I would say there's always debate. Um, I think Lubbock Christian will probably take care of business there. That's fair. I will be personally
1: pulling for Bishop Gorman, which I have never actually said in my life due to all the rivalries, but I have to I have to rep the, the 903. Sure you but do. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we hit on coach of the year. So I want to talk about some some people that can really throw the ball in terms of outstanding pitchers that you've you've noticed throughout private school this year. If you had to nominate some guys for pitcher of the year, who do you think would make that list?
0: Yeah, so um Xavier Mitchell out of Preston Wood would make that list. Uh he's a sophomore. He's he's on top of the strikeout list. Uh he's he's done a really nice job. He's one of those kids that almost every week he could be nominated or win uh our pitcher of the week. Um he, he did win it once. Uh Jackson Burns at Southwest Christian would be another one. Uh Texas Tech commit. <laughs> uh so he's he's had a nice year. Uh as has mentioned earlier, Tanner Wiggins. Um, uh, out of Temple Christian and then there's another one uh, down in the Houston area Hayson Evans at St. Pius X uh, mm-hmm. he's headed to LSU he's just a junior uh, but he's had a really nice year as well a uh, couple of no hitters so wow. those, those guys would be on the list for pitcher of the year for sure
1: that is very interesting. Yeah, there's there seems to always be a, a plethora of pitching talent in private schools as denoted by the amount that go and play Division one baseball every year. So that that's interesting to hear who is really at the top of that list this season. And finally, to round it out, I'd say, who do you think are I, I debated between going batter or hitter of the year? I grew up playing baseball. I can't believe I can't find the right the right terminology that rolls off the tongue. But anyway, in terms of, in terms of batter of the year, who has impressed you
0: most at the plate? Man, that's the toughest one you could ask me. So <laughs> uh, we, we name, as you, as you know, we name a hitter of the week and I have not had a repeat hitter of the week winner this year, which usually I do. Wow. Um, I don't track. The only thing I track during the year uh, is home runs. Don't track the yep. batting yep. average or any of that. So That one's a little bit harder for me uh, to answer. I I will say this when I look at the top of the home run list. It's Wesley Bryant out of Ovilla Christian. uh, And then it's it's, uh, D. Kennedy out of uh, Prestonwood, headed to University of Texas. And then Jax Marshall from McKinney. And Andy Neal from Grapevine Faith. And a young man named Taylon Myers out of Round Rock Christian. Mm -hmm. So that's the top five home run hitters. So, Very interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It seems like obviously, like I'll reiterate, there's there's obviously talent in private school. Like we bang home every single every single week. We do it in football. If we're doing it basketball, if we're doing it baseball. If you haven't realized yet, it's kind of the whole point why we're doing this. There's a ton of talent in private school. All those guys just listed. Go and look them up on your own if you're not aware. I mean, obviously, all of them are extremely talented. Yeah. So moving on into actually our last official segment, it's a little more abstract, so you can choose where to go with it, but I just want your your general playoff outlook. I want to know what you think, if there's anything, if it's division specific, if it's in terms of private school overall, I just want to know what your your storylines are for the playoffs and who you think might have the best chance in terms of each division to go all the way.
0: Yeah, and this is an interesting year to do that because of the change There was so much movement between divisions one and five division five grew by a great number of schools. They had, I had several new schools playing baseball this year. A lot of them in division five, some of the division fives kicked up to four. So the storyline going into last year, you had um, in division five, you had Weatherford Christian who had won two state championships would have won the COVID year. So they, they, they ended up winning last year. They move up to division four uh, and lose their coach. He retired. So they've struggled in division four. So you're going to have a new champion in division five. You're going to have a new champion in division four because Midland classical had won two in a row. They got bumped up to division three. Uh, and then in division three, they didn't, they didn't even make the playoffs this year. So uh, there's, there's a lot, there's some new faces that you're going to see in addition to the Lutheran South and the Preston woods. So, uh again I think in division 1 the storyline is just what I said earlier it's I think it's going to be the clash of the titans uh Prestonwood and Concordia on that very last day uh division 2 and I think Lutheran South getting back to the top of the mountain uh is probably the story to watch but Ellie Catholic uh is, is certainly has had a good year they split with Lutheran South so that's a great storyline to watch Uh, to see how far Midland can go uh, on the heels of kind of a rough season. Uh, Can Colleyville Covenant finish off the run in division three? They haven't been to the state tournament uh, as much as like a Lubbock Trinity. So Lubbock Trinity has been to the last two state tournaments. They've struggled a little bit this year, Uh, but typically Justin Phillips has those guys playing the way they need to play at playoff time. So that, that would, I don't know. Would that qualify as a dark horse? They've been to the last two state <laughs> tournaments. I don't know. Um, and then uh, Geneva. So here's another one, Geneva school. I keep getting questions about that out of district five. So uh, division three district five is Bay area and Cypress Christian. Uh, mm. And they keep asking me, what about Geneva? What about Geneva? What do you know? I don't know too much about Geneva. They've got a great record and they got uh, the George brothers who are really good players Hmm. Uh, so that probably qualifies as a dark horse in division three, um, division four. I think temple Christian is probably the heavy favorite. They go into the playoffs 25 and one, uh, with Tanner Wiggins. If they play one game, uh, one game playoffs, they're probably gonna, uh, probably going to get to that final game and see Northland Christian or Pasadena first Baptist, uh, and, Uh, This would make people in Pasadena mad, but I would take uh, Northland over Pasadena to get to that final game. Um, Division five, man, that one's going to be interesting, uh, wide open. Probably comes down to Sacred Heart and Shine or St. Paul. Ah, better rivals always. I was going to say that
1: I saw I saw Shiner uh, I saw Shiner beat Baytown 15 to nothing in in game 1. I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on how far Shiner could advance in D5.
0: Shiner can get Shiner can get to the final game. On the other side of the bracket, I think O'Villa Christian uh they're the heavy heavy favorite on that other side of the bracket. They've been highly ranked all year. Uh the kid we mentioned Wesley Bryant at the top of the home run list. So uh I think that that's where I'm looking in Division 5. Um, it's interesting that 15-0 game that you mentioned, Wes, there's always, there's always those games and I love taps. I do. Uh, I appreciate it. But there's always those games that it just shouldn't have been played. Uh, I, I remember last year there was a coach, I heard this story secondhand and they were trying to arrange their playoff game. And this one coach said, I don't know why we're even arranging this game. We shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Like we shouldn't have qualified. But we'll, you know, bracket says we're here, so we'll go play you, uh, and it was one of those kind of games. So, uh, and I know taps has a tough job filling out that bracket. It's, uh, I do not envy their job, uh, <laughs> but it does create for some, some interesting stuff in rounds one and even round two. Yeah you know what that reminds me of that
1: coach saying that i don't even know why we're here but i guess we'll play since we are it reminds me of playing dion's trinity christian cedar hill uh throughout high school so i sorry i've got dion on the brain with with recent events which is very interesting to watch you, from my perspective you, but. you got
2: yeah you got that last you got that last district playoff slot and you had to face them round one it was it was always the worst thing
0: but we didn't we, we didn't make playoffs senior year because of them so you well, know. We, we caught those guys in jim at jim ned school they ended our season mm. um the the first string running back went out the second string guy came in, and he was better than the first one. I was like, wait, wait wait Now, now, cool? now I'm curious we're we're talking my language so was this was this
1: the twenty seventeen season this would have been
0: I think that's right. Uh,
1: no i i guarantee you the second string was not because i know maurice washington (laughs) that's that is the freakiest athlete i've ever played against i've said it a million times on this show he hurtled me standing i was standing straight up and he hurtled over my left shoulder yeah but he was the starter right he was the starter in 2017 the backup was a man by the name of Quaylen jones who now plays at baylor
0: that's the one so so washington got hurt in the game we played him and the second guy came in and and that was exaggerated. That that he not might have argument. been that game. He was the first one, he but he it was incredible. Like we, there was no shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I love more than just talking about old old taps football <laughs> memories. It brings me great joy. Oh, but God. I mean, is there is there anything else you wanted to hit on in terms of playoffs? Seems like we took a pretty comprehensive overview of of what the paths are.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I I think that pretty well covered. Yeah, what, I, what I think's gonna happen. Now yeah, I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen, as you guys are well aware. And right. I got a I had a questionnaire back. I may have told you a story from a, a coach in Division One a couple of years ago, District One, Division Two. Mm-hmm. It was the group All Saints and Midland and Liberty, uh and Fort Worth Christian. And I always ask him to rank the teams at a preseason rank. And he sent it back and he said, Your guess is as good as mine. And I was like, That's perfect. Like, because that's what we're doing. Right. You know, so like tomorrow night, Liberty Christian plays Southwest Christian. The winner goes to the playoffs and the loser goes to graduation. And both of those teams, both of those teams, in my opinion, ought to be in the playoffs. In fact, I think you could take everybody in District 1, that includes All Saints, put them in the bracket. And depending on where they are in the bracket, every one of those teams could win a game. Right. because districts two, district two in that division outside of grapevine Faith is just not strong. And then districts three and four are just not that strong. So if you put if you dropped uh, Liberty or Southwest into district two, three or four, well, maybe not two this year, three or four, they probably they probably go undefeated and get in the bracket. All Saints would qualify for the playoffs out of one of those other districts.
2: Yeah, same thing as football this past year. You know, some guys just didn't make it or were lower seeds, and, you know, they make a couple of games. And you saw like Fort Worth Christian, who barely made a playoff spot, work all the way to the semis last year. So it, yeah, that whole district has been, is just tough sports wise. Like that's
0: so yeah. tough. Well, and Fort Worth Christian was out of it. Like the baseball race, they were out of it. Yeah. Then they beat Southwest Christian twice. And they climb climb right back into it. So Fort Worth Christian is in the playoffs. They're not they're not having to play this game yeah. and put their fate in the hands of one game. Now that game, by the way, tomorrow night, since it got rained out tonight, talk about a matchup. So Southwest Christian's got Jackson Burns, the Texas Tech Commit. Uh, and he's gonna be pitching against Liberty and Hogan Nelson. Yeah. So well, I told Billy, I was like, man, I would, oh, I would love to be at that game. That's fantastic. That will be a very interesting matchup to
1: see tomorrow. Um, uh, taking into account that um that another tornado doesn't roll through tomorrow because as 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 the weather we've been having here in in North Texas uh that's not a guarantee. So, yeah. but that being said, no I, rainouts I in Midland. The, exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe we should move all the currently scheduled games to Midland and just play it that way. I don't really see a fault.
0: That's what I tell them all the time. Like if you want to <laughs> if you want to avoid a rainout, I. I got you covered here. So.
1: Absolutely. We'll we'll um we'll uh combine our findings and submit that to the taps board. But <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you get laughed out of the room all through the- <laughs> Anyways, Walker, <laughs> with that uh with that discussion about the weather forecast, I've pretty much exhausted everything that I want to discuss regarding private school baseball. Is there anything you want to hit on before we get out of here?
2: No, man. I, I mean, I think you hit it all, and I think we've talked about everything. Uh, just always thankful for you, man. I know we've been trying to schedule this for a while, and we're finally doing it now. But, uh, always a pleasure seeing you, man.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. And by the way, Wes, uh, you will—I am sure you—you you guys both will get another invitation to Midland, so next year at the basketball game, Walker can do all the social media. You come up to the booth, yes. and we'll call part of the game. It's only Absolutely. fair, right? It is only fair. It's I only think fair. We, we,
1: we do have to trade out. That, again, like I said, I've mentioned it to Walker and several people. It is my dream to like do a whole game of just color commentary. I think, I don't know, it's just something I've thought about since I was a little kid. So you notice how excited and fast I'm talking about it. So <laughs> I think we can make it happen.
2: Hey, we might, we might be up for like a football game or something like that. Well, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We
1: tried to pester everyone at Midland when we were there, like have us out for a football game. We want to come out and see a football game. So maybe you can push that up the chain of command for us. Yeah.
0: There, there will be some good ones this fall. So we'd love to have you guys both football and basketball. I say we, I don't really work at the school. I'm kind of a quasi (laughs) uh, employee, but uh, I think, I think I could get coach Langford to make some concessions. I I think so.
1: You, you have closer connections to the program than we do. So, but that being said, we are incredibly grateful for you taking time out of your very busy schedule to come and talk to us. And at the end of the day, do what our purpose is and promote private school athletes. We love doing it. You love doing it. It's, it's only natural that we have you on to explain your field of expertise. But with all that being said, that will conclude our content for today. As always, I have been one-third of your hosting crew, Wes Tallis, and Walker Lott and Brandon Brunson have excellently been themselves. Brandon, thank you yet again for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. I think it would only be appropriate that we try to do a state recap either before the state championship games or after, just talking about it, just trying to maybe get that ball rolling now. But that being said, thank you, everyone, for watching. We will see you in the next episode. See you later. Three, two, one.